The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. A correction to be made, Andrew Gross. Yeah, apparently, uh, what Hedgies is, it? is Hedgies made with feet. Has nothing to do with head. Yeah, it I has forgot to do about with that. Feet. Yes, Fair you enough. have to boil the feet. Still hmm. gross. I I knew a woman once. I'll just throw this out here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole list of things, but I can't wait to see what this is. That a bunch of the girls got together, so it was all the close girlfriends. Mm-hmm. We're in town, so I'm, so I'm visiting from Vancouver, and we went to a restaurant here in town, and, and one of our girlfriends showed up. She was on some weird diet. She showed up with a Tupperware container of um, head cheese in vinegar. <laughs> and that's what she ate. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, do you still stay in touch with her? No. Okay. I was going to ask how the diet worked out. Oh, she yeah, she was Looked doing great. okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, head cheese and vinegar to bring it to the to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Do restaurants allow that sort of thing? Yeah, you bring sure. Your own? Okay. Uh, you know how, um, and we're in the big blue folder of uh, stories here from this week. Uh, many of my favorites. You know how we've talked about gender reveal parties. Yes. <laughs> and and people, I think, are... Hey, look at me. I'm having a baby. Yeah, is it fair? I, I, I want to say people our age, but I mean, I'm quite a bit older than you. So, But people older than, I don't know, 20 <laughs> <laughs> don't really understand gender reveal parties. Or if they do, they kind of like, yeah, well, we didn't do that. So it turns <sighs> out... Uh, God may not like them either. Um, <laughs> listen to this. So there's this gender reveal party... Uh, in Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania, mm. um, the woman five months pregnant, her husband Zach, uh, they got together. They held their gender reveal party this past weekend in their yard, and they found out they were having a boy. Okay, nice baby so, boy. So everything yeah. was blue then. Yeah, families all assembled as they celebrate with the family. So they do whatever they do. They you know burst a bubble or balloon or whatever um, to reveal blue, and the crowd erupts in joyous applause and then a tree falls and hits him tree tree falls and hits the father just is he okay yeah he lived it it mostly because hit that's his, not a funny story then it mostly hit his jeep oh okay well there you go but they're saying that there was absolutely nothing wrong with this tree perfectly healthy tree <laughs> lots of green leaves um never had an issue with it uh, it just fell over. He yelled out, it's a boy, and the tree collapsed. Fainted, perhaps? I don't know. But, uh, you know, as I say, good luck would have it. It mostly smashed his Jeep. So it, it hit him, but it was most of the impact went to his Jeep. But you wonder if that isn't. Is that just coincidence? Like maybe whoever governs these things, fate, whoever it is, whatever you believe in, whatever higher power just went, now. I'm not doing this today. Just I'm not doing it. Boom. Possibly. It's a boy. Boom. Mm. So there you go. Time to get a new new vehicle. How about this one? Okay, hold on. Just uh, my grandfather sure. from Norway used used pig's head to make head cheese. <laughs> that just came in. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, when that... I was a kid, we did make head cheese out of the pig's head. So tr- that was the traditional way to make it, perhaps. I don't know. But there you go. We've ignited a head cheese debate. Oh. Head cheese is a Ukrainian and French delicacy, best on rye toast and with vinegar. My what? No, when I was a kid, we did make head cheese out of a pig's head. My father fried the, the brains. brains. <laughs> Looks like scrambled eggs. Oh, you know. Who's sorry, hungry? Sorry, according just to, to Wikipedia. Yes. It is a terrine of meat jelly 
made with the flesh of a head or of a calf or pig. Lovely. Mm. Lovely. Lovely. You can use a sheep or cow. It's often set in aspic. I thought it was pig's head. You know what would spice that up? You can use sheep and cow head as well. What is the stuff? It's a Norwegian. Is it not left? So that's the bread. What is the stuff? It's usually um, it's fish soaked in lye. What is it called? Fish. It's fish soaked in lye. Fish lye. No, it's not fish lye. That may be the Norwegian that you no, don't recognize. No, it's not a okay. fish lye. Come on, Ch- uh, Chedville, you're going to text me at 630. No. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like cod, fish cod soaked, soaked in, in lye. I think it's like cod soaked in lye. Lutefisk? Lutefisk. I was That's very it. close. Lutefisk. <laughs> Lutefisk. Neil, I'm talking about something. Whoa. Hop in the car, Whoa. kids. We're going to go get some Lutefisk. <laughs> We're going to get a McLufish. Lutef- Lutefisk. And actually, there's a big Lutefisk dinner out here, somewhere around here. It's a big Norwegian gathering, and they serve Lutefisk and stuff. Well, of course they do. If it's a Lutefisk festival, they're Lutefisk. certainly going to Lutefisk. serve it. What is it? Lutefisk. 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 If it, well, what do you think they'd serve at a Lutefisk? Well, dinner? I know it's just it was that's the dinner. Like you right. know how some people yeah. have just like lobster dinners or whatever. This is like what do they serve at that? Smoked it in lie. Lobster, probably. Yeah, but yeah. Have you ever had lobster brains? Yeah, of course. Th- that's, yeah. Is that the green bits? That's the green bits. Yeah, yeah. no. See, that's just Anthony it's Bourdain. Any a of delicacy. those food shows when they're eating all that stuff? Ugh. You know what you need with uh, your uh, lobster brains no. is uh, cheese whiz. Yeah. You put those on a on a cracker. You're going to make me throw up. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of. Um, Things that go badly with animals. Uh, again, from the big blue folder of things we didn't get to. Uh, you know a lot of Americans like going to Mexico, as do Canadians. It's I'm popular. sorry. Popular. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I was just reading the text line, and I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Lutefisk. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Mexico, a very popular destination site. And you know a lot of times, we, and we've talked about this on the show, that you're in a foreign country, you just, you know, you don't take the same precautions you might or you're not aware of the dangers that exist in a country other than your own, mm-hmm. uh, and perhaps you drink too much and you make bad decisions. So here's what this Never. happened. Yeah, 40-year-old American tourist, his name is Cal Monzon, Monzon, uh, Cancun. That's a pretty popular spot. Sure is. I've been to Cancun. Uh, last weekend, around 6 o'clock in the morning, he was still out partying with his friends. Mm. So 6 a.m., he drunkenly wanders in a, into a lagoon uh, in order to relieve himself, number mm. one. He had to, he had to pee. Uh, while he was there, a crocodile <laughs> bit one of half his arm off. No, no. Yeah, he's having he's having his, a, his drinking arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know which one you. No, it's probably his. Uh, if he's right-handed, that's probably not the one they got. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what he was doing with his left hand. But whatever hand it was, yeah, a crocodile just came out of nowhere, bit half of one of his arms off. He was rushed to hospital. Um, he's fine. But he's he's missing part of his arm. Don't wander into a lagoon. A lagoon in Mexico. I, although, did you know there was crocodiles in Mexico? Because I didn't. I'm not sure I did know that. I'm, I'm not sure actually... I did either. But w- but why would you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, sorry, I'm kind of speechless. There was no yeah. trees or bushes around. Or <laughs> you know what I need to do? I need to wade into that lagoon for this bad boy. No, that's a weird choice on his part. I mean, it's good that he's alive and everything. 
You know the Mexicans aren't going to... If that happens in the States, they, they'll spend billions trying to track down that crocodile. happens in Mexico, they're kind of like, eh. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, from Hay Lakes, there's a number of Ludafist suppers around Camrose. Kingman, that's the one I was thinking of. Kingman has a very popular one. The Lefsa House Restaurant in Camrose even sells Ludafist TV dinners. Lefsa's good. Lefsa is a potato bread, if I remember correctly, hmm. and you can roll it out and uh, just put some butter and salt on it, which is really good, or you can put peanut butter on it, or you can put butter and cinnamon and, and all that sort of stuff, roll it up. It's quite good. Stop it. I'm on a diet. Uh, somebody says you're thinking of rat fisk, no. fish that is salted and fermented for no, months. I'm talking about ludifisk. Same, same hmm. thing. It's cod soaked in lye. Mm-hmm. Kimchi. Have you ever had kimchi? Mm. It's like pickled fermented uh, cabbage. It's really spicy. It's like I've had pickled tickles, eggs. It tickles your tongue. No. It's good. It's no. really good. Spicy, spicy. Kingman is the loot fist capital of the province. There you go. So that's where it was. <laughs> we learned so much here on the 630 I love Chedville. Chedville's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Huh. I don't like lobster either, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Just don't eat the black cord down the uh, tail okay, of the yeah. female. Okay. You should be good to go. Ah. Uh. All right. You know what uh, we've got coming up? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to actually... Yeah, I'm... Ooh. I love people like you that don't like lobster, because I'll eat your lobster. Like, I'm going to Halifax for the first time next summer. That's Nova Scotia lobster. It's not as good as PEI lobster. Don't even bother texting me. I'm not going to change my mind. <laughs> PEI lobster is the best. What's the difference? Isn't it kind of the same water, yeah, same ocean? Yeah, sort of, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. But PEI lobster, whatever, tastes better. Better butter? Okay, I don't know why you're getting aggressive right now. I'm just like, how is it different? It just tastes better. Mm. And it's, it just tastes better. And that's it. I have to try it again. Yeah, you should go to my old stomping ground, Dalhousie University. Lovely college. It's the Harvard of the North, we called it. (laughs) Nobody else did. You went there? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody else did, but we did. Uh, This text just came in and said, I lived in Cancun for 10 years. Locals swim in the lagoon. But I never understood how. Tourists always want to be in there. And yes, there are signs. Please do not do your business in the lagoon. There are crocodiles and they will eat you. Once in a while on the way to work, we would have to stop in a traffic jam as the crocs really? cross the road. Had no idea. Look at that. Hey, uh, before we run out of time, of course, we've got a full show today. We're going till 6 o'clock. We're going to have Duran Duran tickets for you at some point as well this afternoon as we have had all week. Uh, but we have a segment on this show uh, that people told me last night they, they quite like. It's uh, People behaving very badly. People, airlines behaving badly. That's right. People behaving badly on airlines or airlines go together, yeah. uh, behaving badly. So we've got a couple of them. Uh, a Delta flight, um, a Delta Airlines flight bound for Beijing had to return to Seattle-Tacoma International Airport after a passenger assaulted and injured a flight attendant. He was a 23-year-old man. He was in first class. They're still not sure why, but he just attacked the flight attendant about 45 minutes into the flight, and passengers had to help restrain him. So apparently the flight attendant... The drugs kicked in, apparently? Yeah, or the alcohol, because, you know, once you get up in the air, it has an effect, whatever. Um, But apparently one of the flight attendants ran from first class through the curtain that they put up into economy class and yelled to the back of the plane, where I would assume there's another flight attendant, we have a code three. (laughs) <laughs> which we all know know what a code three is. Drunk guy is fighting with a flight attendant. So people got up and helped restrain him. But here's a visual for you. Uh, witness said, and this is an individual who got uh, who was on the flight and who got into the melee. A melee. Uh, he said that he saw the man at the end of the flight handcuffed and. <laughs> 
handcuffed and zip tied, being rolled into the terminal on a we- in a wheelchair. That's how they sounds like sounds like the stewardesses were <laughs> reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Exactly. That's how they do it at Delta. That is just uh, there can't be anything more humiliating. Zip tied. Zip tied. Handcuffed. So I would imagine he was zip tied to the uh, wheelchair by the flight attendants, right? And then the police probably boarded the plane and put the handcuffs on him. <laughs> if you were zip ties, can be tricky, you know. <laughs> yes. Was I was using them on the weekend? Uh, oh. <laughs> and it's always with your tomatoes. No, no, not with my tomatoes. With my birds. Oh. I was extending the uh, safety zone around yes. the birdhouse. Right. Right. Uh, had to go buy some more fencing to extend it out. Those are swallows, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So when they fledge soon, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully the dogs won't get them. Right. So, but yeah, the zip ties can be a little tricky. You have to know which hole to put it in. Otherwise, it um, doesn't stick properly. <clears throat> On another flight. Zip ties? Sunwing. <laughs> this one was going to Cuba. Oh. And hey, guess what? You know, a lot of times we wonder if Americans even know we exist. Well, they do now because um, fighter aircraft from uh, U.S. Air Force had to um, chauffeur this uh, Sunwing flight back to Montreal. Mm, so it was made some sort of... Uh threat, like a terror threat or something. You would think so, but no, it was just simply an unruly customer. So it was Thursday evening, a fighter jet escorted the uh, aircraft back into Canadian airspace. There was a couple of our planes scrambled, but uh, it did not end up attending the situation. But while while Sunwing isn't saying specifically what happened, they're just saying there was an incident on the flight, an unruly passenger and 170 passengers on board were brought back to Montreal. Now, the thing about charter flights is they're not like, uh, you know, regularly scheduled airlines where they just, you know, take back off again. Sunwing has to make arrangements to take back off again and has to have a, a window of opportunity to do it with the airport. So they weren't able to they weren't able to go. So what happened was they brought everybody back to Montreal, put them up overnight. And Sunwing, uh, Sunwing took care of their accommodations, gave meal vouchers, and apologized. But the earliest they were able to go out was the next day, I think at 4 in the morning, mm. I want to say. 4, 4.30 in the morning. How'd you like your vacation ruined by a... Jerk? Jerk, yeah. And it's not the first time I've heard it. Well, obviously not the no. first time I've heard a story like this. It often seems to be these... Um, charters to sunny destinations and i think perhaps that people have been waiting for ages right, to get on exactly. they've paid a lot of money to go on yeah and some people want the party to start at the airport so they you know get themselves all good and you know what's the word hydrated or the opposite of and then of course they get on the plane and suddenly they're out of control right so that would really upset me and not only because you know the airline's going to accommodate you right but you gave up a night in a beautiful resort mm-hmm. you gave up a morning of waking up in the beautiful resort no they're not refunding no. you any money no and not to mention your vacation like never did you think your vacation would be spent at a hotel out by the airport in Montreal <laughs> I mean, you know, no offense, Montreal, but I'd rather be in, you know, wherever. Coco, K-O, K-O, where are they going? Coco, They were going, K-O, yeah, K-O, Coco. K-O, Coco. Hmm. You ever been on a plane that was diverted? You've probably been on one that's touched down because they have mechanical problems or... Yeah, or, d- or delayed because yeah. of that, but diverted. No, there's not been a lot of planes diverted from Sault Ste. Marie or Thunder Thunder Bay. Um, (laughs) I mean, a lot of planes don't want to go there. No, trust me, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, haven't been. Hmm. Lucky. 
Lucky, lucky you haven't been. Yeah, I've had an engine problem here and there over the years and had planes set down when they weren't scheduled. Certainly, do you know, actually growing up in the Maritimes, I know we got a lot of uh, our listeners grew up and are of my age, but that flight from, I think it was Eastern Provincial Airways, EPA, they got bought up eventually by Canadian, I think, and then, of course, we all know Canadian went under, but um, that flight from... Halifax to Charlottetown. Mm-hmm. So there was an EPA flight and there was an Air Canada flight and they left at roughly the same time. But Charlottetown's not a big airport. So whichever plane got in first, that's the one that's getting up to the gate yeah, and getting yeah. unloaded, right? So it, perhaps it was an urban myth, but I think not, that the two pilots would race each other to Charlottetown and sometimes would take a cut, a shortcut, which would put them over the armed forces base mm. there. Um, and in one occasion, I know this was in the paper at the time, that they were doing military exercises and they were actually firing into the sky when either EPA or Canada, I'm not sure which one, Dummies. Yeah, cut across, right? But those planes would get diverted on a regular basis. It'd just be bad weather, can't land, and they'd take you back to Halifax or over to Moncton or whatever. So every time, it was a roll of the dice at a specific time of year, like, you know, mm-hmm. fall or, or spring when the weather's a little unpredictable out there. But you'd often, so we would always, you can't do it anymore because you need to prove who you are these days when you fly, but we would often check in as residents of Charlottetown when we were flying to Charlottetown and residents of Halifax when we were flying to Halifax. So if the plane got diverted, they would put us in a hotel room. So it'd be just as good. Look at the scammer scammer. Right, because otherwise they tell you just to come home, go home and come back tomorrow, right? So a bunch of university students going back to Charlottetown, like half of us are kind of hoping the plane, yeah, because they will put you up in a hotel, and then if you choose not to fly the next day, they'll refund you. Those are the good old days. They don't do it that way anymore. Huh. <laughs> Delta, don't even look at the attendant. <laughs> hmm. The rules were pretty loosey-goosey years back when it came to flying. You used to be able to fly. First of all, you didn't show ID, right? And yeah, you could make a reservation. We'd do it all the time. You'd make a re- you'd make several reservations, not knowing which flight you wanted to take. And if you had to prepay, you would just tell a buddy like, "Hey, just show up at the airport and say you're this person." Yeah, right. And they wouldn't care. And it would be listed as Mrs. and you're a guy and that kind of thing. And they wouldn't care. They'd just change it. And not only that, but if you missed your flight. Air Canada flight, you could take your ticket, your Air Canada ticket. Remember those ones that had all the pieces Mm -hmm. to them and every stop they ripped off another piece? Uh, You could take that to the other airline and they would accept it. No charge, no change fee, nothing. They would take it. And then I guess the two airlines would resolve whatever Whatever tickets later, right? But yeah, there there was no... I remember when they first started changing the rules and the big rule change... This is right up the alley of Edmonton with the Maple Leaf. But the first rule change was you had to answer several security questions. This is maybe going back 15, 20 years now. And it was like, did you pack the bag yourself? Yes. Are you aware of its contents? Yes. And then there was one other. I can't recall. But they still ask that question. They still ask those. Do they? In some places, yeah. Oh, and you have to answer yes. Because I had a comedian uh, checking in ahead of me. Well, Irwin. they'll certainly ask those questions through customs. Through well, they will security. in customs. I don't know that they do check it onto a, into an airline. Erwin Barker, who was one of the most prolific uh, comedy writers in the country, he's dead now. He died of cancer years ago, but such a brilliant guy. Uh, but he actually got uh, himself stopped at the Halifax airport on a tour we were on together because they this had just started. And he said... They asked him, did you pack the bag yourself? And he said, no, my manservant Charles did it. (laughs) 
I mean, it does seem like so. Oh, and has it left your sight is the third mm-hmm. question. That's the third question. And has it left your sight? Well, it was in the trunk. I, mean, I guess that hasn't left my... It's not left my possession. Because here's the thing. Terrorism is not funny. But I don't know how that would stop terrorism. Like, if you were a terrorist at that time and you were checking onto a flight and they were like, you know, did you pack the bag yourself? Uh, yes. Um, are you aware of its contents? Yes. And I think there was a, does it contain any weapons or explosives? And you had to say no. That was the trick question. How are you going to catch a terrorist with that one? Like, well, does I it, think that they would suggest that it was packed and then given to someone, something like that. Sure, like but the terrorist isn't going to own up to that. He's not going to be like, oh, you got me. Well, I know, but other it still could be terrorism, not carried on by an right. unsuspecting person, just like the drug, what happens with the drugs. All I time. suppose. It seems. I know. Yeah. It's 3.58. Okay. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.